All right. Hello. Welcome to the self-care kickback where we discuss, unpack and share holistic healing and spiritual practices to live our best lives. What's good, everybody? Hello. What's going on? Yes. All right. So today we have a guest, a very special guest. Um, I guess we can say this is our first mobile guest. We have Audrey in the building. Um, You're... <laughs> hey. Audrey is a first generation patient by way of Brooklyn. She is a visual and henna artist, part-time art teacher, and a creative healer. Um, I'm going to let you do your quick bio because there was a word in there that I can't pronounce and I don't want to disrespect the <laughs> culture. So you got it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're welcome. So I am in my first year of priestesshood. Um, I have been initiated into Vodou, Haitian Vodou. Mm-hmm. The name of my société or spiritual house is Fogeke, which mm-hmm. doesn't literally translate to English, but the best translation I can give is it basically means you must have heart. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, all of the initiates in that house, um, everyone that's under the mumble, um, who did all of the initiations for all of the godchildren in that house, um, you know, that was the the main, I guess you could say, theme or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. The actual initiation um, process. So having having heart and having a good heart is is one of the core principles um, in Vodou, in Haitian Vodou, and um, mm-hmm. In 2020, um, there's going to be a shift just in the way that the world sees Haiti and the world sees Vodou because that's what our ancestors want. Um, unfortunately, the world uh, shits on Haiti too much. So here mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yes. Yes. And oh my God, we have to have you back for another episode just talking about voodoo and demystifying. Of course. Everything about it. Because in recent years, I've been getting into it, like researching and looking it up. And it's just like, yo, they really pull a okie doke on us, like really trying to like get us to be scared of it and being mm-hmm. turn our backs Root on chakra something. Here. Hello. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> snap, hello. snap, snap. <laughs> yes. We're in the second week of, I guess, self-isolating, social distancing, as they're calling it, quarantining during the COVID-19, the Rona, coronavirus, all the different names she's accumulated over the past couple of weeks. So we're just going to jump into like what our week has been. Oh, man, my week, it's been, you know, I'm a pretty well-versed introvert as it is. Um, and I'm pretty well versed from just in terms of spending time at home as well as working from home. But I do have to say feeling forced to feels quite different. Yes. Um, and so I've just been taking it day by day, um, you know, in terms of my own energy this week and tapping into some of the collective energies, it's just been very up and down, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely the metaphor of going with the flow <laughs> has been repeating in my head a lot. And I'm just trying to remember that mm-hmm. and keep my, you know, levels of anxiety and stress as low as possible. So Facts. yeah, honestly, I've been loving this quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. I, have been seeing it as just like a little break from the world. It, I mean, it really sucks that we're receiving this in this in this circumstance, but I've been loving yeah. it. I have, even with my <laughs> phone, I've been ignoring my phone, having it on vibrate. I've start, I started working out, started meditating more. The one thing that I want mm. to do is journal some more. But um, other than that, I've been loving it. I like spending time by myself and with myself. So this has been pretty, it's been easy for me so far. The only thing I'm struggling with is the eating. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> and everything is closed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? So like, oh my God. So luckily, I live with my brothers and um, they've been teaching me and like helping out. And on that end, but I've been enjoying this. Yo, I feel like we're going to come out of this with a whole bunch of new skill oh, sets. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's going crazy and like <laughs> starting new things, getting real creative. Yeah. But maybe this is what Very people creative. needed, you know, so that they can focus on 
other things. Absolutely. I think I'm having the exact opposite effect to you, where it's like, I think like you, Tamika, I'm well-versed in being an introvert. I really OD enjoy my own space. <laughs> and, you know, like, I like to break it up here and there, but for the most part, I'm good at home. But I've been on the phone a lot, like... <laughs> having really long conversations with people like on the phone for like two hours three hours and i haven't done that since i was a teenager so it kind of felt or it kind of feels good to like connect with people in that way it's very it feels intimate in a sense because it's like even those moments where you're both on the phone and you're not really saying anything but you're doing stuff also i've been using facetime a lot and i don't normally facetime either and so that's been like a new experience for me somewhat and I'm enjoying it. I don't know if it's going to continue post quarantine. Right. <laughs> I might go back into my bad habits, <laughs> but who knows? We'll see. Okay. You're getting real social. Very social. And the crazy thing I think we talked about in our first recording is that I was getting ready to be social. Like I was going to hit the streets right. and be networking and all this type of stuff. And now it's just like, nope. Right. And, but you're getting it in a different form. It's, more a different form than, yeah like in person so you're not overwhelmed mm -hmm. yes oh. <laughs> i had the best and worst <laughs> week of my life um because mm. that's what initiation does to you and that's why it's not for uh. everybody and that's why some people based off of your bloodline that's why at some point in your life you may have to go to you know, a priest or a priestess and get initiated, whether you're a Catholic or whatever mm -hmm. your belief system is, because, you know, yeah. your bloodline and your lineage matters. And um, what the social distancing is doing for everybody and to me as a healer is it's just kind of putting all of your stuff um, at the forefront, as well as putting all of humanity's yes. stuff at the forefront. So all of the people that mm -hmm. shun astrology, and all of the people that have been studying astrology are now having to come to some type of understanding. All of the people that hate each mm. other are now, their souls are now having to come to some type of understanding why they hate that other soul, no matter how that has manifested. Whether these are racist people, whether these are jealous people, whether these are people that, you know, mm. are, you know, um, cheaters, manipulators, whatever. At the end of the day, we all have those aspects in us. And I am a Scorpio. Scorpio sun and um I also have a lot of other planets in Scorpio in my chart so it's in particular my yes. Mars placement is in Scorpio so as a healer it's my job to challenge people and their shadows and the darkest nastiest parts of themselves and that's why a lot of people don't like me and so for me this week <laughs> this week haha <laughs> a lot of people off this week and I pissed myself off this week, and that's the point, because I own my shit, and, you know, people cannot use things against me anymore, and that's the, that's the powerful, mm. um, that's the yes. powerful healing um, dynamic and all of the stuff that Voodoo is, because Voodoo is everything, and it's nothing. It's blackness. It's Haiti. It's Hispaniola. It's all of the mm. things that we are supposed to have. It's, it's us reclaiming what is yes. ours. And that's why people need to be more respectful towards each other because black people, people that derive from the sun, it is in our nature mm -hmm. to be respectful. So even mm. the basic principles of human respect, hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, a lot of people don't do right. that. That's why when we say all skin folk and kin folk, you know, we can't, we can't, this is, this is not just going to go away. Nobody is actually, none of you are going to go back to your old habits. Actually, nobody, mm -hmm. nobody, oh, that, that's yeah. a fantasy because Saturn is in Aquarius for two mm -hmm. and a half years and it's at home. So Saturn is still going to be mm -hmm. a hard ass, but it's going to be a hard ass in an Aquarius way, in an unconventional way. So my generation, those that were born during the Saturn and Aquarius period, our ancestors are more elevated. Our ancestors are more capable of cleaning up stuff that our mothers and our, our grandmothers didn't want to clean up because accountability works mm. for everybody, man, woman, and child. That's real right. chakra healing. Mm. Yeah. I would just add, too, that your healing abilities and capabilities, yes, they may piss some people off, but it's also the reason why some people like me love you because so. mm -hmm. the Pisces and she is everything and nothing. Transparency, 
Because if you can look in the mirror yes. and face your shit, why you got to look at me and get upset? You know, that's why people always want to tell black people and Afro-Latino people, hey, fix your face. Hey, mm. why are you mad? Motherfucker, mm. I'm minding my business. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> Girl, I'm here for you. <laughs> Listen, I, first of all, why is it we attract so much water energy right. to this podcast? Yes, yes. When is your birthday? <laughs> hey. November 5th. That's my birthday. I'm November 13th. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. 11 hey, That's yes. awesome. So we got the Cancer. We got the Pisces. We got, we got, the, got the Scorpio. Hey, we got the yes. Trinity. We all here. Yes. <laughs> but we're I love, all here. I love what you said, though, like about how we're not going to return to those mm-hmm. same ways. Because I was like visualizing being out again on the street. And I kind of feel like this energy of when I see people now, I want to acknowledge them and then be like, hey, mm. hello, like. We ain't see each other in a while. Not take that for granted anymore. Let me speak for myself. Just been in yeah. like autopilot. I gotta go here. I don't see nobody. I just need to go get this train. Are uh, they bumping me? They too close and all this type of stuff. And now we're in this space where it's just like, damn. But like you said, all this stuff is starting to come up. All these things that we haven't really faced before. And it's some real alchemy that's about to happen because like you can't run from it now. You can't run yeah. from it. And that shadow here work now. that shadow work is really important. Once you own that stuff, like once you get to that space where you look at something inside of you that's deemed ugly, like I've been dealing with jealousy in my own life and in my own experience. And I don't like associating myself with jealousy. But the more that I like pretend that that's not a thing that exists in me, the more that, you know, you start projecting on people. Like, oh, I don't like that the way that looks or that it's late to be jealous or whatever the case may be. But then when I accept it, like, okay, you know what? In this moment, I'm jealous about X, Y, and Z. When you own it, it's just it's free. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm human. I'm supposed to have these type of emotions mm-hmm. anyway. That shadow work is really important. We're going to have Chris give us the crystal of the episode. That's right. The crystal I came up with, I think that will be great for any root chakra healing, is the black obsidian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, feel free to correct me if any, if I, like, give any misinformation or anything, or if you want to mm-hmm. add. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. the black obsidian is a protective and it's a grounding stone, so that's why I think it's perfect for root chakra mm-hmm. healing. And it cleanses negative energy mm-hmm. around you. And it's promoting a safe space. And in order to start any type of root chakra healing, you have to you have to feel safe mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. And it also helps with getting to the root of yourself and the challenges to release any negativity. So it's kind of like you're holding up a mirror and any of that gunk that you have inside, it helps to bring mm-hmm. that to the front so you can release it. And so yes. that's why I like working. And I like to work with Black Obsidian whenever I have any fog, fogginess, mm-hmm. like mental fog, mm-hmm. or I just feel heavy, or like I just can't pinpoint what I'm feeling. Um, right. To bring that all to the forefront and just be able to face it head on and release that shit. It's super important for like creatives, healers to like wear or carry Black stones. Yeah. You know, I actually just like got up and got mine mm-hmm. as you were talking about it. Yeah, I heard the zip so. up. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, can they hear that? But anyway. I would like to say about Black Obsidian that it's um, not not um, uncommon for Scorpio placements and water signs to be drawn to it. Um, uh, not to say that other signs are not capable of this work, but crystals all have very particular energies, and um, a lot of people um, during for example, during uh, Jupiter and Sagittarius, a lot of people were picking up tools and information and things that they weren't fully invested and committed in and then trying to run and act like they were experts on it. So what's mm-hmm. happening now that Jupiter mm-hmm. is no longer in Sagittarius and it's in Capricorn, people that were making a profit off of that stuff are now going to have to walk their talk. They're going to have to back it up because Capricorn does not oh. play about its coins or its knowledge mm. and it's not going to let you cut corners and black obsidian <laughs> hey. is a crystal that not everybody should be working with all the time whenever you feel like it like it's not rose quartz at all that's not a crystal you just pick up and play with it's not a crystal that you use on yourself and then try to give to somebody else that's not a crystal 
that you use. Ooh. You know, if mm. you're having a bad day and you and you're a crystal maker and you you you're making black obsidian jewelry and then you sell it to somebody, you're about to give that person your headaches. So this is mm. need to know themselves very very well, and people need to take themselves very seriously. The reason why you all are able to be here and to manifest these types of information and to even have my spirits allow this to happen after the four weeks that I had, you know, going through my initiation is because all of you know who you are at your core, no matter what, what, mm. uh, healing you feel like you must do or that you have to do. If you don't know your shit, you shouldn't be talking about it like you do. Mm. Wow. That just mm. felt so mm. affirming. <laughs> and you had Capricorn, Capricorn is my rising mm. and moon. As you said that, I literally just felt such a warmth and like, uh, and such a comforting energy as you said that. I think what are maybe this is a good segue into what are some other stones that are also good for Yeah, grounding. what are some other ones? Do you guys have any idea? Um any Labradorite. L A B R A R I T E. Labradorite is very, very protective, especially if you are a healer, especially if you do um any type of readings, any type of past life healing work, if you struggle with astral projection, if you're afraid of nightmares, and if you have those types of issues at night when you're sleeping, Labradorite is very good to start to sleep with underneath your pillow. Um, you know, and there's other crystals that you can use in in uh, with black obsidian, especially if you are somebody that has, if you set intentions about your meditation or you know, some people just, they don't know what they're, they don't, they don't even stop to question why am I doing mm -hmm. this? Why am I attracted to this? I've always been an investigator. Mm -hmm. That's why I am where I am at the age that I am. I've always been an investigator. That's why I am at my core. Most people are not. So if you're not going to investigate the tool mm -hmm. first and then you just pick it up and you start using it, then that's your fault. And that's what, what your podcast is going to do uh, for your people, understanding mm -hmm. that root chakra healing work is about community. It's about people. It's about being safe. And unfortunately for black people, black people's root chakra is messed up as a collective. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying that on my Twitter for years and years yeah. and years and years. Black people's Absolutely. root chakra is messed up as a collective. That's why healing work is not linear. Mm. We're not going to fix this in one year, two years, three years, mm. four years. Right. That's for sure. This yeah. is years of work. That's real yeah. shit. People just want fluffy healing. They want bullshit. They want people to lie to them. They don't want you to curse. They want you to say it nice. My name is not <laughs> Lemon, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I no, that's real. That is real because I feel it like is. when I first started on my journey... It was just kind of like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I wanted the fluffy, you know, I wanted to fall on a cloud of softness and think of that as healing. Like, oh, heal me. Mm. I didn't realize, I did not realize just, 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 that's just how heavy it is to, to like healing is more than an ocean. It's, 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 it's just more than what people think it is. And I think once I started to get into it and started to really look at the truth of it, it's like, it all leads back to you and everything that you encompass. And I'm like, all of that isn't right. pretty. Right. You gotta you gotta go there. You gotta be strong enough and willing to go there and deal with it. So you better it's not such an ugly process very, you know. Again, you heard <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We love Scorpios. Definitely. I love Scorpio energy. I mean, and it's been coming out so much right now because it's that death energy, it's the tower energy, it's all about destruction and change. Yes. Which I think is such an interesting crux of the root chakra, mm -hmm. which is that on the one hand, while it is about that just guttural realness, as mm -hmm. well as like that mind your business, right? Trope Audrey is about boundaries, right? Oh, you yeah. were one of as one of as my first reader you were one of the first people to really tell me and teach me about that you know and i think that's why like we have this platform so that we can bring it to even more people who are at whatever stage of the journey they may be in and certainly right. all of us as individuals have work that we're always doing and yes the collective the black collective right now in particular is struggling but I think what's the other side to that coin? It is a trauma, right? And that is what the root chakra is all about, too. It's about your trauma and your past pain mm -hmm. on an individual level, again, as well as a collective level. Absolutely. So, yeah. But let's hold that for the, the actual <laughs> next. Because listen, yes. cause I'm about, I want to get into it, but I'm like, all right, we're going to skip over some stuff. 
Usually my past life readings really resonate with everyone in the room because past life karma is very, 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 very complicated. All right. I really just ask mm. that you all begin focusing on your breathing. Get nice and calm and centered and relaxed. Breathing into your nose and out through your mouth. In this moment, I am just asking for all of our most high healed and benevolent ancestors for their continued guidance and protection. Let us see. How are your past lives influencing you and your current situation? How are your past lives influencing you and your current situation? Wagwan. Alright, 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 alright. So, karmic relationships are at the forefront, like I said. Um, karmic relationships connected to the father. Now, divine masculine energy needs to be held accountable. The tarot card associated with your past life reading today is the king of cups. That means that there is an aspect of you that I'm talking about, Ace of Cups, okay, that needs to forgive a King of Cups in your life, whether this masculine energy has manifested as a father, brother, son, cousin, uncle, partner, abuser, violator, whatever this individual was in your life, this may be a water sign man or a man with strong water sign placements. I will lay my shit on the table for you really quick. My dad is a Scorpio sun, uh, Aquarius moon, Capricorn rising. My biological father is, he may or may not be a Sagittarius or a Scorpio. I don't know his birth time. He was born on the 22nd. Now, I didn't find out un until I was like uh, in fourth grade that the man that I had been calling father was actually not my biological father. Um, and it wasn't like I found out because my parents sat me down and told me. As a very, very young child, um, you know, the things that I was enduring in my, in the, in my um, households um, basically triggered me to, you know, start doing a lot of different things. And in a moment of anger, my mother told me, you know, that's why Henry's not your father anyway. And so began the resentment from my mother. Um, and I was very, very young. Um, she was always taking her anger out on me. And at that point, I was, I think I just, I think a part of me just kind of like shut down emotionally and in, in many ways. And so I began to expect abuse from my mother to know that my father was a liar, but he was safe. So I loved him. That's what my childhood brain did. The reason why I share this with you is because past life healing work is very, very complicated. It's very, very, um, you know, it's like it's like peeling back layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. So you may have gotten a past life reading from me a couple of years ago, and there may be things that won't start resonating until next year because some of the soulmates that we were talking about are finally starting to do work on their end. You must always remember that free will is a thing, and every soulmate is not a life partner. Every soulmate is not a romantic partner. And some of your soulmates are karmic relationships. And what, what needs to happen in order for your soul to be free fully is your soul needs to understand forgiveness healing work will do a lot of, of clearing up. But you must start to examine forgiveness healing work in a way that works for you. You know, a lot of people spent, you know, my whole life telling me you need to forgive your mother. And there was truth in that. But nobody talked about what she needed to be mm -hmm. accountable for. That that's what that's what was important to my soul. You need to be held accountable for 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 what you did to me, the things that I very I I can remember, and what sometimes what adults do when they when they pass down trauma, especially in moments of anger, when they say things to you, children repeat back truths, and what happens to us? We're beaten, we're stopped, we're told to shut up. We're told to be silent. Even if there are other relatives around that help us or quote unquote save us, it's almost like all along the way, we don't get quote unquote saved. You know, there's this proverb that I keep seeing that says, you know, um, a child that was not nurtured by the village will burn the village down just to feel its warmth. And that's what I was getting ready to do. Mm. I was getting ready to burn down every mm. motherfucking thing by killing myself 
simply because I did not feel loved, protected, valued, respected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is nobody else's fault necessarily. Is that anybody else's baggage? No. However, as a 26-year-old, I didn't get to this point all by myself. And that's what Vodou did for me is teach me accountability in a different way and past life healing that's happening, not for just you three, but for the people that you speak with today and literally every single thing that you do from this moment forward because healing work is a ripple effect is the result of your ancestors wanting to do better. You know, a lot of people rely on their grandmother's prayers and their mother's prayers. Do you think that every grandmother is proud of her living abusive or toxic grandson or grandchild or whatever it is to her do you think that these ancestors don't want these men to elevate because you know if we're going to continue to have to face issues in our relationships no matter how we identify sexually or whatever people need to face their shit and if at our core we all have child healing work to do with our parents with different loved ones this is where it starts. So it's important to understand that you all have karmic relationships with your fathers and understanding that what this means is that, you know, this is not the first lifetime that you and your father's soul have experienced, you know, together, whether this person was absent, available, great, bad, in between, whatever the case may be, your souls have a lesson to teach each other. And you must be open to learning that lesson to begin with. A lot of people in the past, they would get this type of reading from me and they'd be like, well, so-and-so is dead, so this reading doesn't make sense. And it's like, okay, well, have a good day. I don't have nothing else to say. I'm not going <laughs> to try to convince you of what spirit is trying to get you to see. Mm -hmm. How do you all feel about... Yeah, I think that's so important. ...toxic masculinity and how it relates to your fathers, because you're all water signs, king of cups. Yes. I think, I mean, you're spot on, especially with what's going on right now, because you can tie it into, like we said, like what's also happening with the collective, what's happening on a societal level in terms of like, you know, Mother Earth. Um, and it's just so poignant, like, you know, I'm not going to get into the personal relationship right. with my dad right now. Um, you know, but certainly I have been thinking that just my lifespan period I plan to write about. And of course that involves historical references, even for my own family, much some of which, you know, I don't even know, like, which I think is another, you know, part of that root chakra wounding that is so much a part of the black collective is so many people don't know their history in the way that they should. And I'm not saying that's necessarily any fault of their own. In a lot of ways that history was ripped away, you know, or otherwise hidden or concealed or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so, but what you're saying is exactly, like I said, spot on, you know, in terms of just thinking about how you start to heal those things, you know, and even just with, you know, I loved when you referenced the divine masculine energy, which it's like, we all contain masculine and feminine energies, but we're talking about a very sort of specific historical set of, you know, circumstances of what's happened, of what the historical record sort of shows has happened over time. And sort of this whole idea of, of toxic masculinity and how tied that is into the patriarchy and all those things, all these different layers that you can add onto it. And just seeing not just my own personal transition within that, right? Um, you know, and you have witnessed it because I've known Audrey longer than I've known both, you know, you, both of you, Terry and Chris, you know, um, and, you know, like my transition has been profound. Friends around me who, you know, both the sort of self-identifying spiritual ones or not have gone through profound transitions for better or for worse, right? And it's just been so interesting to sort of be this participant observer and a witness to what is going on, you know, and how that is being impacted by what is happening at the energetic level for the collective and how those messages then translate on a per and resonate on a personal level for each individual. Um, you know, that's why I look at you as such a wealth of knowledge and such a blessing, you know, because I'm just sitting and you are literally yeah. <laughs> reading us, you know, reading for us. 
this is knowledge, you know, I'm like, I'm got to go back and write all of this down. <laughs> like, and I've already started writing some of it, but I'm like, no, I need to go back even further. I'm, I'm adopted. I grew up in foster care. And um, I don't know my biological dad because I was supposed to be aborted. And so my mom, my biological mom and dad had separated because he didn't, he wasn't ready to have a child. And um, I've never felt anger towards my biological parents because I just had a sense of understanding. Um, and I always said to myself and I've always said to my biological mom before she she passed in 2015 because I was living with her and I reconnected with her. I'm always told her I wasn't angry and that and I even told my siblings that I would never be angry at my dad if I ever meet him someday. Um, I understand that they weren't prepared to have a child. Um, and those were the decisions that they made in order to protect themselves, you know? And um, I've been recently thinking about reaching out or like trying to find my dad. And it's, um, yeah, that's that's like, I, that's what's going through my mind as I was listening, was um, reconnecting with my biological dad, if he's even alive. I think I think you should just keep the faith that um, your ancestors are working on your your behalf for you oh, to absolutely. get the clarity and the closure that you are seeking, and it's going to happen sooner than later. Saturn just moved into Aquarius. Time is a social construct. You continue to do your healing work. This work will happen as fast as you are able to move because nobody can, you know, healing is not a linear process, but you also don't need to rush it. You just right. need to trust that you're getting very, very close mm. to getting a lot of these answers. And you yeah, need to I just start making that. peace with that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely yeah. feel that. But what about you, oh, quiet one? <laughs> <laughs> Why he ain't saying nothing? Terry, we lost you. Oh, Terry said he can hear us. You are, are you on mute, Terry? No, that's what happened so, right? before. How much Hello. of the reading did you catch? I caught the whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. That's right. You were there the whole time. You I just couldn't hear you. Hey, we're back. We're back, yes. I, I, we're back. <laughs> I heard the whole thing, and I was talking the whole time, and I didn't realize y'all couldn't hear me. That's what happened to me the last time, right, when we ended. Right at the end, yeah. I felt like a ghost. I'm like, no one can see me. No one can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> this is scary. That reading was so, so good. good, Audrey. Um, Go ahead, Real Terry. quick. So while you were talking about it, you, you mentioned uh, masculine energy or divine masculine. That has become such a theme in my life right now because my last therapy session uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about or why my therapist decided to walk over to his bookshelf and give me this book. It's called The Rational Male. And I'm looking through the table of contents and I'm seeing a bunch of stuff here about, you know, power and uh, being an alpha and, and uh, all this type of like masculine type of stuff. And I didn't know why he gave it to me. And instantly I was turned off because words like alpha and 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 the way that men feel like they have to live up to this standard or this box of being called a man something about it my energy just doesn't take to it and, and i do feel being, growing up and you know being a being gay right so me growing mm -hmm. up i was extremely i was very feminine when i was a child i loved being around women i was always with my mother and my aunties and just laughing and kicking and you know i used to walk with a switch my wrist was broken i used to get yelled at okay. you know for it a lot and i think over time i just kind of hardened myself to protect myself so to speak and it made me resent especially because me and my father always used to butt heads i mean like my father's an aries i don't know his other planets, but I want to find out if there's water energy in there too. Because in his older age, I'm seeing much more of a softer, nurturing side. But as a child, he was a disciplinary and I didn't like to listen. We were always going at it. And it just kind of leaked in to my relationships where me as a gay man now, I'm like, I have resentment to the very thing that I'm attracted to. And that is like a big mindfuck. And now in this healing process, I'm like, I need to find a way to balance this energy. So when you said that, I'm like, yo, that's crazy. And so it definitely hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. We're going to go into the quote of the episode that I wrote down from this book. 
Uh, I believe, Chris, you have this book as well because I probably recommended it to you, but it's called The Eastern Body, Western Mind by... Yes, and I love it. That book by, I cannot pronounce her name, and no D, uh... Miss Judith basically wrote the book. Um, it's about <laughs> psychology and the chakra system as a path to the self. And in the first chapter, there's a quote here that I just that stands out to me, basically. And it says, to lose our connection with the body is to become spiritually homeless. Mm. Say that one and more time. Say it one more time. To lose our connection with the body is to become spiritually homeless homeless Hmm. and in that first chapter which talks about the root chakra and everything it talks about it being doing the work to balance the chakra is basically a mind body and spirit connection and you have to like activate all three areas to work that chakra and so when she says that losing your connection with the bodies becomes spiritually homeless it's just like you know how many times i haven't been connected to my body just thinking about what it's supposed to look like and you know aging getting older and and, and spreading out and eating and all that type of stuff and really losing that respect and love and understanding the divinity of your body i just really love 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 that quote and i have it highlighted in this book that's crazy that's it, that, i love that that's really crazy i, I love, love that. it that's crazy and i felt so connected to it because for the longest i don't know if i've told you guys i, I maybe in conversation i've mentioned this because i feel like mm. i've been mentioning it a lot um i've been saying that i've I've been feeling so disconnected from my body. And the reason Mm -hmm. why I wanted to start working out again and doing stretches and stuff like that is because I feel it connects me. It brings me back to myself. And um, ever since I had my last job, um, I've had that job for three years. It was really demanding. And like, I just kind of got lazy and I didn't have energy. I was like so depleted of energy. And I would come home and literally just want to pass out. I wouldn't do anything for myself. And then on went on that like on went that bad habit. I just mm-hmm. stopped. And then now that I have a new job, and I've been mentioning to some friends that I want to get back into working out and doing other stuff, just to feel yeah. connected. But that's and that, wow, I felt really, um, bitch. I just felt so seen. that's why why i think i like it so much was like oh okay i think it's so important too and audrey can go into this more but just in terms of how the root chakra is connected to grounding Mm -hmm. right which is also connected to the body and Mm -hmm. again thinking about you know contextualizing that within mother earth and the environment and how we're all made up of the same elements it's just i was just thinking of like all those sort of tropes yeah. you know um through through that quote and I, I jotted that book down because that's definitely one i want to pick up we're just going to jump into the main topic we've been hitting at it the whole time we've been here right. basically today <laughs> we are talking about the root chakra um i just love talking about chakras i think for a lot of people it's become somewhat of a buzzworthy word and i've seen people print merchandise around it or even use it in jokes like you know become trendy yeah like it's like oh i gotta align my chakras and as if it's just something you do over the weekend with a glass of tea you know what i mean like (laughs) and i love talking about it because i think (laughs) i think it's just such a i don't think as human beings a lot of us think about the fullness of what this experience is the many bodies that we have you know not just the physical one but the energy body your aura and everything that comes with it and so to understand the chakra system i think is a very important part of healing that i'm learning to incorporate more into my day-to-day work you know and some of the chakra work, I'm starting to realize it's like simple everyday thing. I think when people hear chakra work, it gets intimidating. Like, oh my God, what do I have to do? And it could be something as simple as doing yoga or going to the park journaling. and, you know, journaling or dancing or whatever the case may be. First things first that I want to kind of jump into real quick for someone who might be completely new to it or they've heard of chakras and want to get into it. So let's start by explaining what exactly is a chakra. From my understanding and from my research, what I understand a chakra to be 
Let me get my notes because I've been writing this down for a minute. I think one way to look at it is like a chakra is an energy center, you know, yes. and yeah. it, you know, and that way it, you know, I always like to look at things as like the internal to the external, you know, mm. and so it has meaning in terms of how you sort of feel and operate, right? And of course that plays into your body and maybe body karma and all those things, as well as how you sort of show up and are seen in the world, you know, and how you interact and engage with others, especially again, that root chakra. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, as the grounding chakra, like I liken it to like a tree, like, you know, you want, and I think we, we might have talked about this metaphor before, I can't remember, but like, you want your tree yourself mm-hmm. to be as rooted, right, and as grounded as possible. Yes. That makes you unwavable, un- immovable. You mm-hmm. know, even in the toughest of storms, you will continue to stand. Yes. Um, that book, Eastern Body, Western Mind, is yeah. it does a really good job of introducing this the chakra system, and also yes. it breaks. Mm. And that's why I love that book so much is because it breaks it down for you. And also um, gives you some activities, like things that you can do. For example, if you right. want to work on your root chakra, it tells you, it literally tells you, I think at the beginning, I don't have my book because I actually lent, lent it to someone, but I believe it tells you like workouts that you can do. Or if you're feeling this, yeah. this is where, why you're feeling it. And I, I've also just kind of noticed like when you're tapped in, and like you're in the flow of like your higher self and all that type of stuff, you receive instructions on how to balance that for your own specific, I don't know. Like I just kind of try to listen to my intuition about how I should go about balancing, you know, especially the root chakra and getting myself grounded. Cause I know for me, I don't have a lot of earth signs in my chart. I definitely live a lot in my head and it's very easy for me to get swept off of my feet. And so I find myself always coming back to root chakra work and you know even from my notes like i have here that it's a vacuum like electromagnetic energy field basically that holds information of past pain traumas imprints it leaves imprints in your auric field Uh, this basically affects our emotional and physical health through the connection through the and dot what's this okay i can't even read my own notes y'all but anyway it's like (laughs) it, it basically connects through your energy field, but then it also has that physical component about, you know, your hormones, like the the root chakra is connected to your testes and ovaries and fertility, sex drive, sex hormones, and all that type of stuff. So it's such a a vast system of your your body, your energy, and all that type of stuff that I think is super duper important. And especially of what y'all brought up earlier about black people as a collective. And I think about all the things the root chakra that was it's connected to like your stability foundation just being safe and all that type of stuff how many of our ancestors have not been able to feel safe and how a lot of that has probably been not probably has been passed down to us so it's just like a lot of work to look at not just with ourselves but the whole lineage basically I definitely agree with you. And also, it, you were saying this earlier, Terry, it's literally just opening yourselves, yourselves up to the signs. They're always around us. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't come in your, it doesn't come in the form of your intuition. It could literally be through a conversation that you're having with someone mm-hmm. and it hits you right there. Or, right. I mean, I've definitely had signs give it to me while I'm on the train. I would literally be on the train, yeah. like, um, I'll be thinking about something or I will have a dream or in, in my meditation, I ask for a specific thing and um, I'll be on the mm-hmm. train and it can, it would literally be carved like into the seat, like, or you yeah. can see it in a billboard, like one of the ads in the train, like it's, it's all around yeah. it's about being open. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, one thing that's um, been hard for me anyway to navigate, like, at least I feel like historically, I feel like I've definitely gotten better about it. Mm. But in being open and vulnerable, how do you also maintain your boundaries, right? Because it almost sounds like a conundrum. Yeah. But I actually think, you know, what is the goal is to be able to be open in that way whilst still maintaining very firm. And again, that that motif of like the rooted, grounded tree strong boundaries you know yeah Mm -hmm. i agree but i also don't think vulnerability 
is connected to that. Like, um, because being, a lot of people see being vulnerable as like being soft and being um, sensitive. And um, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to mean those things in my opinion. I think that just allowing yourself to be open, one, is being vulnerable. Um, and mm-hmm. it's a superpower to be vulnerable, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, which is why a lot of people can't do the work. It takes a lot of time and commitment. Um, but I think that you can still be strong and still remain open and be um, open-hearted and open-minded. I think that's what's, what vulnerable is. In this, in this case, like to me. You all just described me. So now what? <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio sun, Cancer moon, Leo rising. Masculine mm. and feminine. There is no such thing as can or cannot. You are and you are not. You're Mm -hmm. black and you're white. You know, like, neutrality, it does exist, but sometimes neutrality doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. All of you are already ahead of the curve. It's Aries season. This is right before Easter. There's so many spiritual uh, books and things that that are significant to where we are right here, right now. And Easter yeah. happens every year, does it not? But time is now literally a social construct. So right. what people know as Easter is resurrection season. So all of you mm. need to get ready. Mm. Yeah. An initiation period is 365 days. And little did you know that the three of you have just initiated something together. We sure did. Okay. <laughs> we we sure really did. did. Actually, it was about a year ago, like a little over a year ago now that we all first yeah. met. Yeah. Right? It was in April. Yeah. It was in what? April. It was, yes, it was. April. It was a motherfucker. my healing work. Period. Let me tell you, I went back to the first email, I think, for our, um, when we did the test episode. That was definitely like first, second week. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. That ass. But speaking of numbers, though, I really want to talk about, like, the root chakra is prevalent in a child's life the first seven years. And we go through each chakra through this each seven-year cycle, yes, right? correct. Once we go through every seven chakras, then it starts over again. And then in our older years, we're back in that root chakra work. And so that's where I think about, like, let's say for, like, Black and queer people mm-hmm. and the experiences that we have in those first seven years of our lives mm-hmm. where our root chakra is connected to family stability our home you know how we're being treated and a lot of us has experienced a lot of traumatic things in those first seven years and for people who are not aware or just yeah not even aware of the work and what the root chakra holds it, it kind of made me empathetic a bit dealing with people and I don't know, because I'm in my spiritual mind, I'd be looking at people and having certain certain interactions with them. I'm like, mm, that root chakra. It's like, <laughs> baby, you got to work on that shoot. Like, does, does that happen to y'all sometimes when you're talking to people, you kind of sense you where tell. maybe a chakra might be off? Like, even especially like the root chakra, because it's so... I'm not... <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's real tea right there. <laughs> the I'm not that knowledgeable enough to do something like that. Um, well, be able to like... Mm-hmm. You see how his ancestor said he's on that bullshit? The, that's why I learned that the mm-hmm. chakra... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm interrupting you, beloved, is because I'm a healer and I'm a <laughs> fake mother even though I don't have no kids. And I need you to run that back for me because I don't like what you just said. What was I that? I am not knowledgeable. Ah! Hmm. Not true. Soul. Intelligent. Your shit. Hmm. I'm a guest, baby. Don't act like that. I see you from way over here. And I respect it. <laughs> yeah. No, and we I can hear you, Chris. Yeah, you I hear you. That throat chakra. Yeah, that throat chakra energy. I hear you and I see you. And I feel mm. everything that you are saying because you had no choice but to develop your own identity. Okay? So you Ooh. are knowledgeable. That's just off principle, off life. Yes. That's it. That's all. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. I love you. Thank you. It's received, girl. Yes. Who I felt that. To read phrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do that yet. <laughs> Haha. Not he's yet. He's a student of life. He's mm-hmm. an investigator. So just wait on it, bitches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I do, I have been learning a lot from Eastern body, Western mind, because it breaks it down a little bit for you. That's how I learned about the, the year thing. Um, but yeah, as of now, no, I'm not able to do that yet. The root chakra, basically, some of the issues that come with it not being balanced is just like issues around nourishment, issues around trust, issues around health, issues around home, issues around family, issues around prosperity. And Tamika, you mentioned this a couple of times, appropriate boundaries. Because as Audrey had even mentioned about assertiveness, you need a bit of assertiveness to enforce boundaries and not just physical, but even like how people can just not respect your boundaries around time or your energy or space. So if you're feeling like you're unbalanced in those areas, it's definitely worth looking into that. Fear is actually one of the things that comes up in root chakras that are unbalanced. Like, you know, having a lot of fear, not being able to move forward. You have to reclaim your roots and really go back to having a solid foundation. You have a backyard, you know, get into nature and ground yourself. Walk bare feet on the earth, connecting with Mother Earth, nourishing yourself, eating a lot of green green leafy foods, foods that come from the earth, basically. You want to eat that. Meditation, yoga, moving your body, basically, is a grounding thing because you need to reconnect with your body. If you're inactive for a while, you might forget. Sorry about the noise. Um, you might forget how your body feels in certain angles, and that's why yoga is really important, to really wake up and activate those areas of your body. I know they're not outside <laughs> right now doing that. They are really out there playing like it's a hot summer day. And then you also, when it comes to prosperity and manifestation, and so that's why root chakra work is important because if you're not rooted into your reality and you're not engaged in your body and the way you move, there's no way that you can really be a clear channel for prosperity because it involves trust, trust within the universe and your circumstances and how you move. So if you're not grounded and you're not deeply rooted, it becomes very difficult to manifest money, relationships, circumstances that you're looking to create in your life. So yeah, I'm actually gagging because I paraphrased a lot of that. So I guess Look I know more that. than I think I do. And now Tamika oh, is no. gone. Damn it. Yes. Audrey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining yes, us. We definitely want to have you back was, and talk about some pleasure. ancestral work. We talk about voodoo. It was my pleasure Absolutely. as well. Thank you, Tamika. We love you. She's texting us right now. She says, thank you all. So make sure you follow us, Self-Care Kickback. We're on all social media platforms currently. We are on SoundCloud, Anchor, and Spotify. We're still waiting for Apple and Google and all them to get with the program. So look out for us. Make sure you rate, comment, and all that good stuff. Share with everybody. And right. we'll see you at the Goodbye next kickback. to you all.